Joey Denham Insurance. Can I speak to Joe, please? Yes, may I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay, one moment. Thank you. Hey, Joey. Oh, how are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. You know, I, the first thing I started writing was sort of an announcement that we were going to have some new things for our clients. We were going to send that out here towards the end of the year, probably next week. And then I've already started working on uh, the next piece. And we're going to talk about, we had a lot of people call about, you know, those notices you get from AEP. And they say, you, uh, you should probably buy coverage from us because it's not going to be covered under your homeowners. I've just started to compile some stuff on that and starting to write the first paragraph. That's as far as I've gotten on that. But yeah, it's very at the, at the very beginning as far as the content. I found writing the first one, it's, it's not going to take uh, as much time as I thought it was to write that stuff. But, you know, you want to give it a couple days to sit and then you can edit and make sure. You want to make sure that you don't let it sit too long, though. And that's my buddy Joel Dunham over at Stoller Dunham Insurance in Fort Wayne, Indiana, just across the Ohio-Indiana border. Uh, fellow Ohio uh, resident, I believe, um, as well. So always nice to have Joel on the show. I don't get too many Ohio people on here, but it's always fun, and I love Joel for that. But we hear Joel talking about his first few blog posts. He's got something written that was more geared towards their to his existing clients he just wants to kind of let them know what's upcoming and that's very natural i hear that all the time it's something that feels safe it feels predictable it feels easy it feels like something you should do Um, and then you hear joel say that he is already working on the next piece and it's focused on notices about aep and you know these home warranties and things like that that they're you know trying to sell you because your home insurance isn't going to cover it and I like both strategies. I like the AP thing a little bit better because he's taking advantage of um, you know existing name value. He's leveraging existing name value. However, it's the last thing that Joel says that is the more telling or the more interesting or the more caution, cautious, cautionary, whatever, um, of the group. And it's you know you, it didn't take him as long as he thought to write it. So, but he does want to give it some time to. You know, breathe, he wants to give it some time to you know, edit it and think about it and get it right. Now, however, just as, as of today, as of recording this, and I talked to Joel here you know, a couple months ago, I, I don't see either one of those pieces from what I can tell on their website. He does have two blog posts up, but I don't think, you know, the AEP one is definitely not up. And so you don't want to tell yourself that you want to give yourself too many days, right? Because you let it sit, you let it sit, you let it sit, and you want it to be a certain place that it'll never be, and it never goes anywhere. But... You also have to keep in mind, more importantly, more than anything, is is who you're writing for and where are you doing the writing at? Where is this going to be published? Where is this going to be posted? Because if you don't, then you're going to end up really putting a square peg in a round hole. You know, I hadn't really thought about that yet. How, what do you usually go? I mean, you know, I, when you send your emails, for instance, I can, I can usually get through those in, in five minutes or less. So I'd probably shoot for something around there. Great question, Joel, and and that's something you got to think about, right? First question, or what Joel's mentioning is, he's talking about my Sunday newsletter. I send an email out every Sunday, and he wants to know how many words I usually write that, you know, how long that is usually, because he can get through it in about five minutes or so. But 
from there, Joel, I got to ask you really quick, though. We got to know. This is important. We have to know. Joel, is this something that is going to be in an email? Are you sending these emails to people or this is something that you're going to actually post on your blog? Well, this would be this would be part of the blog, what we do. All right, so if that's the case, Joel, if this is going to be on the blog, then I don't know if taking my email, you know, that length as as a great example, as something to really base, you know, your strategy moving forward off of because you know, I send an email every Sunday morning. The intention behind it is it's, I send it on Sunday mornings is because, you know, traditionally, you know, a lot of people don't send an email on Sunday. Traditionally, you sit down and you read the newspaper, you read stuff that's interesting to you in the morning, you have some time, a few extra minutes during breakfast with your cup of coffee, whatever it is, that's why I send it. And I send it and I, or I write it to be a certain length that, you know, again, um, you know, in between flipping pancakes or taking that waffle out of the iron, you're going to have time to, you know, get through that email. I usually don't make it that long. I told Joe between 350 to 500 words. Sometimes I might flirt with 700 words if I'm really just being self-indulgent. And that is, you know, a traditional email length. And that's for, again, a dedicated newsletter. The thing to keep in mind here, this is a dedicated newsletter that people, you're, you're building it to where people are looking forward to that every time it is published, right? Every time you send it. Um, for, you know, sending an email to your insurance clients, and if it's just one-off emails here and there, I mean, I don't think you want to go over 350, 300 words. I would keep it, you know, between 200 and 300 words or 150 and 300 words. You want to be as to the point and get your message across and give them the information that they need. Um, or unless you're linking them out to a post or if it's going to be a really in-depth you know, email, then that's going to take some time to develop that skill. I definitely wouldn't start writing in that, that place of sending emails to your clients that are you know, in-depth and everything like that because um, you're going to want to take the time to develop you know, your writing style. And Joel's saying, though, this is, this is going to be blog posts. So that is good. He's got an idea. He has a direction of where he wants to go. No, that that makes sense. You, know, you you do want to give the information, but you know if you break it down the right way and give subheadings, I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. People can read as much as they want into it. So yeah, that makes sense. So that was Joel talking about you know me explaining to him the difference between a blog and an email, and and and, and really what, when Joel was initially coming at this, is he wanted to write a blog similar to the concept of the email, to where he wanted to make sure that somebody would get through it. Now. That's great, again, if you've got an existing audience of people that you're you're writing to. However, with multi, most of us in insurance, we're writing to people that we've never encountered before. And yes, we need them to get through the content, whether it's a video or a blog post or whatever it is, we want them to get to the end. But at the same time, we cannot sacrifice detail and depth and, you know, really delivering a solid piece of content because, you know, knowing that Joel is now looking to, you know, write blog posts, you know, I, I asked him how long does he want that to be? And I told you how long the emails are. Again, a blog post, I don't know that I would waste any time on something other than, you know, something over a minimum, absolute bare minimum, 600 words, um, you know, Experiment at your own risk, by all means. If you find something below that is working, knock knock, knock yourself out. Um, you know, more realistically, I would say 800 is a little bit softer of a or more of a safer, 
you know, benchmark where, you know, a thousand to 1200 words are going to be reserved for something that is really in depth and, um, and really has a good solid, you know, piece of meat on it. And it's, it's that idea of, you know, I told Josh, or I told Joel, not Josh, the, um, why am I, why am I thinking Josh? Uh, fun fact, uh, Deadpool tool, love dead, Deadpool tool, Deadpool two, the movie they just released the guy that's going to play cable. Cable's a character in the movies. Josh Brolin is playing, uh, the character. I was watching a video right before I started recording this. So sorry, Joel, you're not Josh Brolin, although it might be cool if you were, I mean, this podcast would appreciate it anyway. Sorry. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, oh, Joel was talking about subheaders and things like that. And, and, just getting through the content isn't really the goal at that point because when you you know when you use the subheaders, um, you're going to distinguish the important parts because in the in, in the in the role that we're serving at this point is we are providing information. They're doing research, right? They have a serious problem and they're feverishly searching for an answer for a solution. It's an active kind of thing. They're actively going out and finding this information where. Again, focusing, going back to the newsletter, it's more of a passive thing. It's coming to them and they're just kind of consuming it leisurely. There isn't really any immediate action to be taking. It's just kind of a, 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 a it's, it's more of a casual learning experience. Yes, there's information that, that you know, you want to consume and it's, and it's insightful, possibly, hopefully, at least I hope. If it's not, I mean, you maybe you just enjoy it for whatever reason. But the point is, is you can see the very different kind of motivations behind the person consuming the content. And that's kind of how you have to approach it. That's how you have to think about it. Because just making a, um, you know, a blog post short enough for somebody to get through, Google's not going to look at it. They're going to ignore it. And if Google ignores it, then everybody else is going to ignore it too, because they don't know that it exists. And that's the challenge, right? It's, it's figuring out who you're writing to and what format and what fashion, because if you don't, then you're going to end up writing the wrong piece of content in the wrong place. And we want the right piece of content in the right place. And that's the goal. And the thing that's, you know, that's interesting though, is, is that I don't have all the answers and you don't have all the answers. And I certainly don't have all the right answers. And you should not be afraid to think that you might have a right answer that somebody's telling you is wrong. No, that all makes sense. And, you know, like I said, we're just at the very, very beginning in all this. So there is still a lot to learn. I mean, even with the grow videos, there's still several that need to be watched. And there's only so much you can do at one time. But yeah, everything you've said makes sense. And that's all stuff that I'm, I'm just right in the middle of researching right now. You know, I can't really say that I'm at the forefront of being an expert yet. But that is the plan. So first off, yeah, Joel, it's okay. You don't need to be an expert. But the videos he's talking about, the Grow videos, uh, that's part of, uh, that's our Grow Academy, which is included in Joel as a Mastermind member. That's part of his Mastermind membership. Um, you know, basically like 14 videos, I think, you know, 20, 30 minutes a piece, breaking down a lot of the stuff that we talk about here, but really in depth of, you know, I walk you through all the back end of my website and content and how I do it and, and, and the strategy of helping you pick what you want to do. You know, he says he's not all the way through those, right? Um, you can buy those on your own too. The Grow Academy, we have that, you know, available for you to purchase on your own too. You can do that. But that's what he's working his way through. And he's feeling, he's doubting himself because he doesn't think he's watched enough videos or whatever. But, you know, Joel has listened to the podcast. He reads the emails. Joel knows more than he thinks. And he needs to give himself more credit and trust his instincts, right? Because there's something, you have an idea. Joel has an idea. You all have a specific idea of something that nobody is telling you to do that you think would be a good idea that would work. 
And you're never going to know until you actually try it. And guess what? It might not work. But guess what? It might. You know, nobody told me to do what I do that actually ended up working. There was a lot of trial and error. Obviously, there's going to be some core principles that, you know, I talk about and everybody else tells you about that, yes, you should probably try and follow some of those as, as closely as possible because there's just no getting around it. But where there is some room for interpretation, by all means, interpret away. Do whatever you think it is that is necessary to actually make things happen. And as long as you're okay knowing that you might be just throwing a little bit of time away, that's all that's really at risk. And, you know, that's why, I mean, I I do honestly think for whatever reason, I think Joel's sandbagging me a little bit. I think he's sandbagging. He's hustling me a little bit. If we were to play a second game of pool, I would double down, you know, double or nothing. I think he would take my money. And that's why, you know, I want you to take my money. I want you to take Joel's money. I want you to double down or I want you to, you know, think of that idea, you know, again, keeping these core principles, the, the kind of the pillars, the cornerstones in, in mind, in place and, and do your interpretive dance there. You know, I mean, paint your face and put on all black and get in front of somebody and read some weird poetry and do something that's weird and, and different and figure out something that maybe no one else has told you. So that's why, you know, you have to give yourself more credit. You have to know that you know more than you you think you know, because you spent enough time already to this point, even just listening to this podcast or however many you've listened to before, whatever it is that you've acquired, you know a lot more than you think. All all that is left is you just to put the original unique ideas in your mind on top of, besides, underneath, all of the other stuff that you've been learning. And that is the missing ingredient. Yeah, there's, you know, some... Again, 600 words, 800 words, 350 words, email, blog. I mean, all that stuff is trivial. It's important and you got to know it, but that's like that's like one plus one equals two, right? That's not the hard part. The hard part is figuring out, you know, what comes next. Uh, you know, much like Joel was saying, the AEP article on, you know, the, um, the home warranty stuff, you know, you know, so that's the stuff that's really going to provide the results. I, I, would, I never thought about that. I've never thought to write about that. I mean, again, should you buy a home warranty, um, you know, in addition to your uh, homeowner's insurance in Indiana, that's the headline, right? Should you buy a home? You know, should you buy home warranty? Um, or you know, again, if you want to list the actual names of the warranties, if you think those things have value, you know, what is the AEP home insurance warranty, and should you have one for you know to go along with your Indiana home insurance policy? These are the things. Those are the pol- those are the things that you should be writing. And just don't let them sit in the oven too long. Don't let them sit on the shelf. Don't think about them too long. Write them, get them out, make sure they're right. Make sure they're accurate. That's about the only thing you're doing. You know, when you're editing, you're just making sure that they're accurate. You're making sure that there's no potential, you know, compliance issues of, of this being misconstrued and, and you know, bad, thing hap- bad things happening because of, you know, you not being clear enough or you not, you know, knowing uh, the, the, the fine details of what you're selling. Outside of that, knock yourself out of the park or knock it out of the park or however the saying wants to go, just go for it, right? Don't worry about it. I don't care if you have two missed periods and five misspelled words. None of it matters because guess what? You'll put it up that day. You'll read it 800 times and you'll find that misspelled word maybe on the 400th time. I don't know. The point is, is it doesn't matter, right? You know, again, I've written around 200 some articles maybe and done a couple hundred videos, not a couple hundred, 170 videos. I don't know. A lot of stuff, right? And really, there's been like, I can count on one hand the number of times people have 
lampooned me for my unprofessionalism and misspellings and things like that. I had a guy download a 30-page um, guide uh, to Ohio's health insurance marketplace that I put together. And he just emailed me. He's like, I can't believe how unprofessional this is, all these misspellings. And I did it again. This was when Obamacare was rolling out, right? So things were changing really fast. I threw it together as quickly as I could to have something up there for people to have access to, you know, resources in one place. And this dude just, just went to town on me. And I said, Hey, thank you, sir. It was free. I couldn't even offer to give him his money back. You know, it's like, he's so offended that he wasted his email address getting the thing. And I said, by all means, you're welcome to go find another insurance agent in the state of Ohio who's providing such a resource. Uh, So that's the thing. Don't care. I mean, care a little bit, but who cares, right? It's not a big deal. You know more than you think you know. And until you start giving yourself credit for that, you're never going to get wherever it is that you're trying to go learning what you're trying to learn. All right, I actually have some specific information regarding Girl Lab, so that's exciting. We are going to be opening up registration on May the 10th. That is May 10th, and you're going to be able to sign up at growlab2017.com. So obviously it's not live yet, and you can go feel free to check it. We just bought the domain today, I think. So Uh, growlab2017, everything's getting finished up, all that fine stuff, fine-tuned. We bought the domain and everything on it, and everything will be ready May the 10th for you to start signing up for growlab2017. Again, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, October 24th, 25th. GrowLab2017.com is where to go to find it. May 10th will be the day that you can uh, start to purchase uh, and come and join us. Um, I guess I should probably tell you the price um, I, while we're releasing all these fun details. And the reason I'm going to tell you is because, again, like I said, we've already got you know 50 people that came last year. Almost every single one of them have said they're in for this year. So uh, we're only having 100 people. So that means we've basically got space for 50 more people this year. So you know May the 10th, you're going to want to probably get on there and jump on it. But um, we're going to increase the price a little bit only because we're going two days from last year. Uh, so it is a two-day event. So we've got a you know, book space and all that stuff, provide you food for, for a lot more time. But um, $300 is what it's going to cost for a single person to come. Uh, uh, any member of the Mastermind is going to come free. Their ticket is included in the price of their Mastermind membership. So this is something to consider if you want to jump into Mastermind and become a paying Mastermind member before Grow Lab 2017. Uh, you can get a free ticket and also become and get all the awesome benefits of Grow Mastermind and the Academy like what we were talking about. Uh, however, the twist uh, that we have this year for you is if you want to bring somebody from your agency with you to kind of learn and get ingrained in this and, and really build a support team and have have a shoulder to cry on so you're not eating that gallon of ice cream by yourself when things don't go right. If you want to bring that person with you, 150 bucks is all you're going to have to pay for them. So basically half price for that person to come with you. If you want to bring a friend, if you don't want to come alone. Um, really exciting stuff. We always want to make sure that you're able to bring people with you. Uh, so 300 for the single ticket, 150 for anybody that you're going to bring with you from your agency. And of course, Grow Mastermind members are free. A lot of stuff, a lot of big announcements. Uh, we're really excited because we're going nuts, you know, every day basically trying to get everything squared away, make sure that, um, you know, everything's the way that it needs to be. We don't overlook everything. Um, and we want you to enjoy it as much as we enjoy having you guys there. Uh, so we're really looking forward to it. GrowLab2017.com. May the 10th is when all of this is going to go live. And I look forward to seeing you in Charlotte, North Carolina, October 24th and 25th.